Welcome to the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, bringing three times a week conversations with uh, athletes, coaches, fellow analysts uh, throughout the world of sports. Today's um, just want to talk about the NBA pre-draft entry list, the early entrant list, um, and how it's uh, kind of gotten out of hand, gotten out of control. Um, yesterday, Sunday the 24th, was the last day for uh, college players to put their name in the draft as an early entrant. If you have exhausted all of your college eligibility, um, it doesn't matter. You're automatically entered into the draft. Um, you see it with with Gonzaga, though, for example. If with the COVID year, you did have an extra year of eligibility, like Andrew Nemhart, uh, you would have to declare for the NBA draft. Um, uh, so uh, when you look at how many players truly declare for the NBA draft. It, it is completely out of control. Um, I don't have the final numbers for this year. I'm sure the NBA will be releasing it probably actually today, April 25th or, or in the next day or so, um, because there's there's uh, a deadline for the paperwork to get in and it has to be timestamped in the league office for that uh, early entrant um, to be fully accepted. So uh, the time has gone and went, and I'm sure the NBA will be releasing their official early entrant list soon. But if you look just at last year, last year had 353, 353 early entrants for the NBA draft. And um, when you look at that, some of them were college players that um, went back to school. Some of them were college players that had no business uh, even going to any pre-draft workouts. I'm sure there were some. I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but I'm sure there were some uh, that were not uh, even invited to the Chicago pre-draft combine or even had any pre-draft workouts. And so you feel for those guys because they got such bad uh, advice. You have the Europeans that uh, kind of go to a go through a different early evaluation process than most college players simply because most international players are playing uh, professionally in Europe under a different style contract. Um, They're being evaluated uh, playing uh, amongst men as opposed to the college players who, uh, you know, are playing against guys like size age. There is the occasional uh, European player who's playing in a lower level in Europe um, where really you're just at the mercy of uh, evaluators' true um, uh, eye in regards to to what do they project at. A perfect example in recent years would be uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he was playing, I believe it was second level in Greece. Um, in you know, you had to really believe what you were seeing and believe out what you were projecting uh, to be able to go out on a limb and, and really convince your front office that this was the guy to pick in the mid-teens. I believe he was the 13th or 14th pick. Lo and behold, he's become an, an MVP, uh, an NBA champion um, at this pace. Uh, you would imagine he, he'll probably be a Hall of Famer as well. So um, that European process of evaluating guys, as mentioned, is much different. But when you go back to it, 353 guys a season ago declared. So many of those guys you'll never hear from ever again. Um, and so what I wanted to do was lay out some of the most um, notable early entrants that are coming into this year's NBA draft. 
Ochai Baji from Kansas. Uh, he could come back due to the COVID year, but uh, does not look as if he will. I believe he's signing with an agent, Paolo Bancaro. Um, Kendall Brown, a f- talented freshman from Baylor. Kennedy Chandler, a talented freshman uh, from Tennessee. Another freshman that's ultra-talented, Max Christie from Michigan State. Jalen Duren, who Gonzaga fans will know well after matching up with Chet Holmgren in the second round of the NCAA tournament's a freshman. I would not expect him to be back. Um, Tari Eason, a freshman from LSU. He's actually a Washington product out of Federal Way. Spent his first year at Cincinnati, then transferred uh, to LSU. But with all that turmoil uh, and with him having a couple really nice stretches, he's decided to test the waters. I would imagine he's a late first-round pick with a chance to move up even higher. Uh, You keep going down the list. Uh, A.J. Griffin from Duke, a freshman. Chet Holmgren, a freshman, obviously, from Gonzaga. Jaden Ivey, a sophomore. Um, Trevor Keels is an interesting one in in the fact that he declared – but I don't, I don't imagine him being a first-round pick based off of what I had seen throughout the year. But uh, Duke guys will get as good of eval as anybody because they've played in big games. They've played in front of NBA evaluators throughout. Um, so I'm sure he's got uh, some uh, influence telling him that he's, he's definitely solid up on the list to go ahead and, and declare. Uh, a sophomore out of Arizona that I really like, Ben Matherin, um, has declared for the draft. Um, we had already talked about Nemhart with uh, Gonzaga. You know, and, uh, you got some other really interesting names such as Scotty Pippen Jr., um, who is a junior from Vanderbilt. Yes, that is Scotty Pippen, the former Bull and former Blazer and Rocket. That is his son, uh, Shaden Sharp freshman from Kentucky, never even played a game. He reclassified early to get to college, um, never played a game, but he is in uh, the NBA early entrant pool. Drew Timmy as a a junior from Gonzaga, that's uh, something I'll touch on in a second um, with his ability to come back. Peyton Watson, freshman from UCLA, uh, a guy that has tremendous long-term potential but isn't quite ready. You look at the NBA draft so many times on potential. I think he only averaged about four points a game, but you see the the, the size, the length, the athleticism, um, and you hear about the work ethic that makes you think he's going to be a good player. Does somebody uh, bite the bullet and, and take him uh, a year or two before he's truly ready? It's hard to say. Um, but when you look at some of these other names on the list, and as I mentioned, Drew Timmy, uh, another one is Nigel Pack, um, Kansas State guard who's an early entrant, but he's also – committed in the transfer portal to go to Miami with an $800,000 two-year deal in NIL. Um, you're looking at a couple other names, uh, Mikel and Makai Mitchell, transfers uh, sophomore bigs from Rhode Island, twins that are in the NBA draft, but they're also in the portal and have committed to Can- Arkansas. Um, there's so much volatility and up in the air with this uh, with these NBA early entrants as well as putting their name in the transfer portal that it's really hard to, to truly figure out who's coming and who's going. I know I touched on it uh, a week or two uh, in regards to when we really went in depth on Drew Timmy's decision with has he signed an agent? What are the timelines? How can he come back? Would he come back? What would it look like? But really, there's because of how the the guidelines and the in the timelines are structured with the NBA and the NCA uh, it's it's a wild wild west right now to figure out how some of these guys 
uh, where some of these guys truly are going to be. Because, you know, say Nigel Pack goes to the NBA Combine and presents himself really well, and he gets a, even if it's a second-round guarantee um, from a team, knowing if as a second-round guy, would I make as much money as a second-round pick uh, or as I would with this new NIL deal I signed with Miami. It's really hard to say, and I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to throw a lot of, of, of questions into the wind for a lot of players, and it already has done the same for an unbelievable amount of college coaches. Um, so with the entry deadline just passing, the next date to really look at is the combine, May 16th through the 22nd, where organizations get a close-up look at everybody the 17th is the nba draft lottery so that's where i think you're really going to see you know uh, a little bit more clarity for maybe that those top five picks because uh, there's a number of guys that have have top five potential um but does does that two three or four pick fit best with a certain player and so that's where there could be a lot of different movement uh, I think that's really, to me, I think there's three clear-cut guys as, as the top three, and that would be Jabari Smith, Paulo Bancaro, and Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga. I think you really, you you can't go wrong with Holmgren. I don't think you can go wrong with Bancaro, and I don't think you can go wrong with Jabari Smith. A lot of it now comes down to which team has the first, second, and third pick and how their rosters are currently broke out. You know, do they have someone at a similar position? Um, does the style that their head coach wants to play with fit what uh, the guy that that they really want to take? And then would uh, would they make a trade uh, either to move the pick or to move a player to open up uh, the 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 rotational minutes for for the young prospects? So those are so many things to keep in mind. But I think that really um, the next biggest one. Um, would be june 1st is when the early entry underclassmen um and this is where you're talking about um if a guy like a bancaro or a holmgren decided uh to come back to school you would know at that point um if they were coming back now those two guys are probably not good examples because they're not coming back but maybe a better example would be sophomore johnny davis from wisconsin um he's an early entry candidate he would have to uh, pull his name out by that June 1st deadline. Uh, and then that really will help solidify a lot of things, I think, in the transfer portal if, if another program has uh, a, a roster spot or two left um, that they haven't used. A guy comes back, he's in the portal. Um, that could make it really interesting because it's so late in the game and there's going to be a lot of a lot roster spots that are are already full and it's not going to allow some teams to go get guys. The other two that I mentioned were the were the two brothers um, from Rhode Island, Mikel and Makai Mitchell. Um, they're sophomores. Um, if they come back, they would have to you know pull out by June first, and that would give a huge bonus to Arkansas and Eric Musselman, who's doing an unbelievable job on the recruiting front as well as in the transfer portal. I mean, he seems like he's got more talent than anybody outside of maybe Duke. Uh, in adding to his roster next season. The last one would be uh, June 13th, the final deadline for all draft picks. And this is, you know, a senior who uh, 
isn't planning on using that COVID year has declared. He could now come back if he has that COVID year. And then the international players have until June 13th uh, to withdraw their name as well. The, the interesting thing about the international guys is with the international guys, sometimes their season goes up until that June 13th, June 15th uh, type date. Their season uh, for the young guys is so much longer and different than than these college guys that, that we're really focused on and we know so much about here in the States. Uh, I remember when I played in Europe for a short bit, uh, I was hurt, um, and so I left the season early, but we, we would have started the playoffs uh, around April 20th, and had we made it all the way to the finals in Germany, we would have played all the way up through, I think it would have been uh, June 25th. So um, those European prospects uh, many times uh, are playing all the way up until the NBA draft, and then they'll come right over after being drafted and many times play uh, you know, summer league with the team that drafts them right away as opposed to where you know the college season here, obviously if, if you're on an okay team, you end mid-March. If you're on a great team, you end that first weekend uh, of April. Um, you've got a little bit of downtime before you can really focus on your skills and work on yourself getting ready for the pre-draft workouts and the combine and whatnot. Um, so it's much different for, for European guys than it is for the NBA, or excuse me, for the college guys. But really, the whole thought uh, was just to talk about the 353 early entrants a season ago. There's only 60 draft picks. So you're looking at... 290 some guys if the the same number this year holds true as what it was last year 290 guys are essentially making poor choice choices in not getting drafted now some of them will end up picking up uh, a free agent deal or maybe they really don't like school and they all they want to do is to get into a a g league contract or have the ability to go overseas and and they think an early entrant uh announcement is the way to to you know get some workouts get an agent that, you know, can start vying for them and representing them in a way to put them uh, in a better position to play overseas earlier. But um, I, I personally think the, the system's broken. I think there's way there's got to be ways to figure it out. Uh, I think with the NIL, it's changed a number of things. Um, the NIL has actually kept, I think, so far, a lot of guys from making poor decisions in going to the NBA draft. Hunter Dickinson, uh, Oscar Shibway. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing guys come back to college because they've got the ability to make money that if they went to the draft and didn't get drafted or they were a free agent um, trying to, to make it through the G League, they wouldn't be making near the amount of money next year that way as they would with, with NIL money uh, in the upcoming season. So it'll be interesting to track. It'll be interesting to follow again. 353 early entrants, only 60 draft picks and the thing that most people don't realize is there's a lot more europeans uh that are being considered every single year for those 60 draft picks than anybody would know so for the iso on the gonzaga nation media network i'm your host dan dickow epic sports bar at northern quest is spokane's home for sports Catch all the action up close and personal on a 30-foot HD TV. Enjoy upscale pub fare, craft beer, and cocktails too. Epic Sports Bar, where watching sports is a sport. More at northernquest.com. 
Big thanks today to our sponsor, Northern Quest and Epic Sports Bar. Want to spotlight our epic fan of the game, and that is Rob Curley of Spokane today. He is our epic fan of the game. If you have a question for us at Gonzaga Nation SI, the Gonzaga Nation Media Network, send us a question on YouTube on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and if we select your question or we select you as the fan of the game, you will win a $25 gift card to Epic Sports Bar at Northern Quest Casino.